of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus said. Surely they, they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly, so when he says very truly, it's like, listen now, like, listen now, this is important. Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus said. You are Israel's teacher, Jesus said, and you do not understand these things. Very truly I tell you, there it is again, we speak of what we know and we testify of what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. You do not believe what we are saying. I've spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak to you of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God not, did not send his Son to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is a very well-known text, and particularly that end part, John 3.16. I want to talk this morning about being born again. So often what happens is we, kind of the word that we don't often use the word born again. In, in black churches, as I've, my, my kind of black friends, if you're trying to describe the church, you go, what kind of church do you go to? I go to a born again church. What it means, what, what, and by that you mean, I go to a church that actually believes you're born again. Like it's not just playing games on a Sunday. So that's one way that we use it. And then we kind of almost, it's like in the, in the, in the kind of culture of the day, born again has become like not vogue. It's become a bit Christianese. You're born again. Are you a born again believer? So what happens is we've shied away from this, I think. And we rather use the word saved, or are you saved? Which is a good word, it's a Bible word. But often what happens is we forget the fact, because saved, it kind of has the meaning that you've kind of stepped over the mark, you've said yes to Jesus, you've got your barcode, fire insurance, and you're not going to go to hell, I'm saved. 
And what happens is if that's the only word we use, we, 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 we leave out something of the richness of what it means to be saved and born again. See, born again means something different to I'm saved. All of it counts. It's all together. It's not one or the other. But I think we've lost sight of what it means to be born again. And so I'm going to have a look at this text and help us understand that more. I want to remind us, especially if you've been following Jesus for a long time, you're not just saved, you're born again. It has huge implications for our life and walk with Jesus. So just before this text, Jesus has gone into the temple and turned over tables and really done himself no popularity service with the religious community. He's like, who's given you authority to do this? They asked him. And he's done signs and wonders. So this is now Nicodemus, a Pharisee who's come at night. I think he's a, he's a, he's a genuine inquirer. He's not, trying to, he's not trying to trick Jesus up. It feels like he's trying to understand. He just does not get it. He comes to Jesus at night. And he, asks, he, says, to the, he says to him, uh, Rabbi, first of all, he calls him Rabbi. He calls him Teacher. We know that you are a teacher who has come from God because the authority with which you speak and the signs and wonders which you display are evidence that God is with you. There, there's something about you. Uh, we know that you're a teacher from God. Error number one. You see, Jesus is way more than a teacher. I'm going to get into that later. Jesus replied, no one can see the kingdom of God unless you are born again. Now the word born again there could be translated born again as it is there or it could be translated born from above. So in verse 31, if you look down in your Bibles to verse 31 of chapter 3, it says this in verse 31, the one who comes from above is above all. Same word, above. So, so that born again actually has two meanings. It's similar to, and we have that in English. So when I say to you, hey, you nailed that, it could mean I nailed that with a hammer onto the wall, or it could mean I nailed that. I hit it, I crushed that. And this is kind of what this word, this word means. It's got these, it's got these double, d different meanings depending on the context in which you, you use it. And so what it means is you've been born again, meaning... To see the kingdom of God, you've got to have a new start. You've got to have a reset. It's not, it's not just about crossing over as you are. It's, it's something happens to you, and it's so transformative that happens, it's like you've been born all over again. On one sense. But the other sense is this, is that you've been born from above. Meaning that you haven't just got a, good, a new start, you've been given a new source. So this is, this is, you've got a new start, but you've been plugged into a new source of life. Resurrection life. Heavenly Zoe life. Eternal life. I want to remind you, Glenridge Church, God wants you born again. A new start. Remember your new start. 
The world will try to pull you back into your old start, into your old life. But Jesus, the kingdom of God, wants to pull you back into your new start, into your new life. And he says this, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot see what or understand what God is doing amongst you unless you understand you've been born again. It's like when you are born again, suddenly your, your, your paradigm and your framework changes of what you see and how you hear. We're not just saved and we stepped across the line. Everything is new. That's why Paul would say you are new creations in Christ. And Nicodemus is kind of, well, what are you talking about, dude? What do you want me to go back into my mother's womb? I don't understand it. Are you losing it? I mean, what, what, are, you, what are you saying to me? And then Jesus says this to him. Now, previously said no one can see the kingdom of God. Now he says no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. So as the, as, it's like as Nicodemus questions him more, it's like he gets deeper and deeper out of touch with what Jesus is saying. So now Jesus is saying you can't even just see it. You can't enter the kingdom of God unless you're born of water and the Spirit. And what happens is commentators around that phrase, born of water and the Spirit, they've kind of, there's, there's all sorts of reasons. And they, is it a physical birth and a spiritual birth? Um, it's kind of, there's all sorts of reasons why. Is it baptism by water? It's by baptism and the Spirit. All sorts of commentators say all sorts of things here. But actually, if you just stick to what the text is saying here and understand what Jesus is saying to this guy and what his response is, we get insight into what he's actually trying to say. First of all, being born of water and the Spirit is a description of being born again. It's not two different things. So he's trying to describe what being born again is. It means being born of water and the Spirit. Secondly, when we read down here, we see Jesus saying to Nicodemus, you should know what I'm talking about. Jesus is a bit flummoxed that he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's Israel's teacher. Remember, this guy was a, was a, was a senior rabbi. This is somebody that has, un, that has memorized most, if not all, of the Old Testament. This is not, this is, this, he spent his life studying. He knows when somebody says a word in his mind, it unlocks all the files of what the prophets have said with that word. And Jesus is trying to say to him, you should understand this. You should know this. Why don't you understand what I'm saying to you? So the big question in understanding what that means is to simply ask the question, what Old Testament passages speak of new birth and water, a, a new start and the Spirit of God coming? So I'll take you to Ezekiel chapter 36. This is certainly one of those verses. So what is being born of the water and the spirit? Ezekiel 36 verse 25 says this. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and you will move and move to follow my decrees and move you to follow my decrees 
and be careful to keep my laws. See, this is a text that talks about the Spirit of God coming and cleansing like water and beginning to put a new thing in you and doing a new thing in you. It's kind of what being born again means, but from the Old Testament version. And so what, what Jesus is trying to say to him, do you understand you need to be born again? You need this new heart. You need to be cleansed from your impurities and your idols. I'll remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. This is what it means to be born again. It's a very powerful transaction that God does. Another text in the Old Testament that says similar is Isaiah 44, verse 3 and 4. And he says this, For I will pour water on your thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your offspring. See, water and spirit, similar imagery, meaning the same thing. I'll pour my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees from flowing streams. It's this new beginning, it's this new birth as the Spirit on high pours out his life onto, onto people. And so Jesus is saying to him, why don't you understand what I'm saying? You know these texts. You should not be surprised. Remember, the flesh gives birth to flesh and the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. If you're thinking flesh, if you're thinking What's interesting also for Nicodemus is Jesus says no one can see the kingdom of God. No one can enter the kingdom of God. For Nicodemus, he's kind of got an understanding. I have a a Jewish Israel nationalistic version of us. We are safe. We are in the kingdom of God. Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. You've got to be born again to see the kingdom of God. Even you that carry the promises and the words of God from history. And for for Nicodemus, he's kind of, he's wrestling with what does this mean? How does this work? Flesh gives birth to flesh. The spirit gives birth to spirit. The wind blows wherever it pleases. And he's trying to say to him, actually, you hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from. So it is with everyone that is born of the spirit. You see, this work, this being born again, It's the work of the Spirit of God. Friends, if we try to manipulate people into the kingdom, flesh gives birth to flesh. You try to convince people into the kingdom, the flesh gives birth to flesh. You try to do whatever else to try and, I don't know why, to try and clinch the deal, flesh gives birth to flesh. But when the Spirit of God does it, the Spirit of God does powerful things with it. When the flesh flesh cannot transform a heart, the flesh cannot change the heart of stone and put, make it a heart of flesh. Only the Spirit of God can. That's what happens when we get born again. Carries on. He, he carries on. He says, how can this be? You, you're Israel's teacher, Jesus says, and you do not understand these things. And he continues in the text. I want to just jump to four things. Four things we can learn or be reminded of from this text. The first one I've alluded to already. Born again is not a decision you make. It's not only a decision you make. 
to be born again is something that God does in you. Being born again, it's like, it's like suddenly something happens in our lives by the Spirit of God that enables us to, to be new creations. It's, it's, it's a new start from a new source. We are born again if you are followers of Jesus. I want to remind you, you are born again. And what's going to happen, friends, if we miss this monumental transaction that's happened with the Spirit of God in us, in this mysterious dance between God, the Spirit, and our hearts, and our minds, and our decision-making, and the Spirit of God's sovereignty in that moment, if we miss that transaction, and we, and we miss that, we, we're going to miss something of the walk that God has for us going forward. Because what you start in the Spirit, you continue with in the Spirit. You know, it's not like I've been born again, and I've done my bit now, and then I leave the Spirit and I do my own thing. No, 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 you, you've been born again. It's, it's by this, you've been given a new source and a new start. Now our job, friends, is to make sure that we recognize and deal with everything that stops us living out of our new beginning. What's stopping you from living out of your new start? Unforgiveness? You see, the reason why we need a new source is gonna, he's going to ask you in this new life, in this new start with this new source. He's going to ask you to do some things that are impossible to do without the Spirit of God. He's going to ask you to love your enemies. He's going to ask you to forgive people that have hurt you terribly. The only way you can understand that, fathom that, or realize I've got to do that is to understand this, I've been given a new start, but I have a new source of power. That's how I get to live that life. We've got to recognize and deal with everything that takes you back to your old way of life. Peter says this. It's like a dog returning to its vomit to go back to your old way of life. Quite graphic. You see, what we've got to do is we've got to realize, recognize and deal with everything that will take us back to our old way of thinking. Everything that will take us back to our old way of living and acting. We're new, we've got a new start with a new source. Make sure we're living there. We've also got to recognize the need for our new source, the Spirit of God. And arrange our lives in such a way that we continue to live by the Spirit of God. We do not put our trust in our own flesh, in our own abilities, in people's abilities. We put our, we put our trust and our faith in Jesus and his spirit sent upon us to enable us to live this life as these new creations in him that are born again. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. The kingdom of God. You cannot see the kingdom of God unless you live from a new source with a, a, a new, unless you have a new start with a new source. You're going to miss what's going on around you unless you're living in that space, friends. Unless you realize that you've been given new eyes and new ears to see what's going on. We cannot be productive and effective in this kingdom of God unless we are living by that strength. 
unless we're living by that source. I want to encourage you, friends. You have available to you, if you know Jesus, and you've, you've given your life to Jesus, I want to encourage you today, remind you of this today, you are born again. You're born again, you have a, you've had a new beginning years ago. Don't go back to the old ways. You've, had, you've been given a new source, you've been given a new power. Draw on that, don't draw on your own strength like you never had a father in heaven. This kingdom requires us to stay in the newness of the new creation and draw in the power that's available to us. The third thing, very quickly, is I want to remind us of the work of the Spirit in this process of being born again. And not just being born again, living again. This new life that comes from being born again. He says there, flesh gives birth to flesh, the spirit gives birth to spirit. And he says it's the spirit of God working, is, it's like a wind. You don't know where it comes from and you don't know where it's going to. But you can hear it. Everybody that's born again by the Spirit needs this Spirit to work, he says. I want to remind you that the Holy Spirit, friends, when it says that you don't know where it comes from, so when I've read that previously, I've kind of thought, it's speaking about direction, but it says you don't know where it comes from and it says you don't know where it's going to. But kind of you do know that about wind. Coming from there, it's easterly, northeasterly, southeasterly, whatever. I think what he's trying to get at is this about the Spirit of God. And I want to remind you of this. Where does wind come from? Now, you and I have studied geography at school. We know low pressure, high pressure, all this scientific stuff. First century people, where does wind come from? How does wind originate? I don't know. And where's it going? What's its destination? Has wind kind of got a destination that's going somewhere? And he says, we don't know that. It's the same with the Spirit of God. We don't know what he's intending to do, what he's starting to do, and ultimately even what he's wanting to do. All we can pick up is we can hear it. You see, the Spirit of God is sovereign in what He's doing. We don't put Him in a box. We listen and we perceive and we hear. It's like the senses. When you're born again, you're born again with new senses. It's a deep intuition. It's a deep discernment of trying to understand what God is doing, what God is saying. You don't fully understand what God is doing because He often works outside of what we expect Him to do. And then we get cross with God. Actually, what he's saying is, he says, you don't know, you don't fully understand this. All you know is that you can see him working. You can see him, and the reason why you can hear him, friends, is that the wind is rushing past your ears and making your ears vibrate. The Spirit of God is working, friends, profoundly. Not just when we're praying, not just when we're being good, not just when we're reading our Bible, the Spirit of God has a plan and is working all the time, 24-7.
We've just got to hear what he's doing and participate and steward and become those people that understand and, pl- and partner with him in what he is doing. We can't see it, but we can hear it. Our senses need to change. Our discernment needs to change. And even the hearing, it's kind of, you, 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 you're hearing with your ears, but spiritually you're hearing with the, some other part of you as well. And you, you don't know if it's your mind, your heart, where is it in you? But I'm sensing the spirit presence of God here now. Paul says in Corinthians, he says, we live by faith, not by sight. Often we can't see what God is doing, but we know he's working. I want to remind you about that with the Holy Spirit. Don't put him in a box. Friends, we do not determine the outcomes. We determine the inputs. God determines the outcomes. And sometimes our inputs don't match the outcomes, and we get cross with God, we get disappointed. Don't be disappointed. Just be faithful with what God is doing. We don't know where it's coming from and where it's ultimately going to end. Just be faithful to what God is doing and saying. The third, fourth thing is this, and this is the most important thing I have to say today. Jesus is more than a teacher. To be born again is to recognize Jesus as being more than a teacher. And I think what happens is we're in church for long enough and this powerful transaction has happened to us maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And slowly but surely, Jesus transforms or, or kind of moves in our minds are from king, savior, and lord to teacher. The world says this. If you want to change the world, all you need to do is educate people. All you need to do, if you want to change, just be educated. Just be, you just need more teaching. I think the kingdom of God doesn't say that. You see, teaching, if you want to change your behavior, we, we just need teaching. We need disciplines. We need all these things. It's just, Jesus becomes a teacher. I want to tell you, Jesus is way more than a teacher. Jesus is in a category of his own. Teaching is not not something that we can just add into our lives to become more like Christ. There's this deep walk with the Holy Spirit, with the Spirit of Jesus, with the Spirit of Christ that we move and live with and he shapes us and transforms us over time generally. Sometimes instantly, but most of the time, friends, progressively. But this is what born again people understand. We get born again and now we live out this born again life in a progressive, more meaningful, more closer to Jesus way than we ever had before. What happens is slowly but surely over time as we've been saved over time, what happens is Jesus becomes ornamental instead of fundamental. Now, I'm a Christian, but Jesus is over there. Jesus is not ornamental, friends. Praying hands on the, on the mantelpiece. Beautiful picture of feminine Jesus on the mantelpiece. That's not a Christian. Jesus is fundamental to all that we do. We are born again by a different source, by the Spirit of God. And we begin to live that out in a profound way, never forgetting Jesus. 
I love what he says here. He says this, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, and everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. That comes from a story in Numbers chapter 21 where the people of God were in rebellion and God judges them and sends venomous snakes into the community. They, the, the, the people come to Moses and they say, just please, please, please help us. We, we're getting bitten by these snakes. And God says to make a do this, make a, make a bronze serpent and put it on a pole and whoever looks at that will be healed. He does it and people just start getting healed as they look. It's incredible to see the original story says just look at it. In Jesus' story, he says believe in it. You see, looking at Jesus is what it means to believe in Jesus. Never take your gaze away from Jesus. Never take your eyes off of Jesus. Friends, Jesus is the beginning and the end. He is the alpha and the omega. He is not ornamental. He is fundamental to everything that we believe and do. And everything that, everything that we do has any value in the kingdom will land in, back in Jesus somewhere along the line. It will originate in him and it will end in him. I want to tell you, make sure that we've got our eyes fixed on Jesus. The New Testament is full of, te of, of exhortations to do that. My question to you today, what are you looking at? What you are looking at most will determine where you go. If you're looking at Jesus, the kingdom will be your paradigm. If you're not looking at Jesus, whatever you're looking at will be your source. We've got to learn to live life looking at Jesus. Jesus gives gifts to his church to reveal him. Our job on life, the Holy Spirit's job, is to reveal Jesus. As we partner by the Spirit in this life, our job, friends, is to reveal Jesus. And as we reveal Jesus, God does this incredible work of coming to people, working in their hearts to the point that they become born again also. Not our job to pe get people saved and born again. That's the Spirit of God's job. Our job is to reveal Jesus in such a way that people fall in love with Jesus, begin to fall in love with Jesus before they've even met him personally. The snakes in this story that I've spoken about earlier was God's judgment. And God takes his judgment and turns it into his salvation as people look at the snake or look at Jesus. On the cross, Jesus was God's judgment on humanity. But it's that humanity, it's that judgment that God has turned into our salvation. It's turned into our rescuing act. It's turned into our place where actually we can receive the Spirit and, and God can work in us. And if we keep looking at Him, you won't believe what God can do with you and in you. Jesus was lifted up not to be exalted as some hero. He was lifted up to die and to sacrifice so that we, if we look at him and believe in him, can also find this, be, be pounced upon by God, be transformed by God into this born-again salvation life. And I want to encourage you today, friends, 
to remember what God did for us on the cross. You're born again. You're born again. You are completely different to what you were before. You, have a new, you, you were given a new beginning. And I want to tell you, if you're sitting here today, and you just think, I actually cannot go on with life anymore. It's so painful, it's so difficult, it's so dif- uh, I'm just empty. I want to tell you the solution to the longing of your heart is to be born again by the Spirit of God. Many people can testify in this room to you today that they have been born again, they've been made new. It's like, it's like everything changes. Friends, I, I think of the days when I first came to Glenridge. I was 27 or 28 years old. I really did not have that much of an interest in church life, particularly in Jesus. And I think I'd given my life to Jesus kind of years before that. But there was a moment when I came into the life of this church, we were meeting in DLR Hall. Rory and Mel hadn't even started leading the church yet. We were in their home group. We started going to their home group. I was drinking too much. But I felt God like, oh, we suppose we better go to the prayer meeting. I played sport on a Sunday, hockey on a Sunday, and if I didn't have a game, I came to church. And you know all hockey clubs, eh? They have drinking clubs with a hockey problem. <laughs> and I don't know exactly when it was, but sitting under the preaching of the word, in this community of life and of friends, I think I got born again. Everything changed. Everything changed. The way I saw life changed. The way I saw myself changed. The choices that I was making changed. I want to say to you today, if you today are living in that place, And maybe you've been in church life, but you're living with one foot here and one foot there. I want to remind you, you've been born again. You have a new source, heavenly, from above. If you will open yourself to that and make make choices to align yourself with that and to put yourself in that way, the Spirit of God will slowly but surely move you towards more of what He has for you. And if you're sitting here and you've been here for 20 years and you've walked with Jesus for many years, I want to tell you, you are born again by the Spirit of God. Don't let Jesus become ornamental in your life. Let him stay fundamental to your life. Do what, look at him, keep gazing at him. Keep gazing at him. Keep looking at him. That's what faith is. Whoever believes in me, whoever looks at me and looks at the, the snake, it's the same thing. It's like you look at him and let God do what he wants to do in your life. Let him strip you of your shame and guilt. You know what's stopping you from living in this born again life? Unforgiveness. Perpetual guilt and condemnation. Perpetual shame. Maybe you've got some friends around you that are not helpful for you, not living in this life. Get rid of them. I want to say boldly to you. 
and find a, find a space in God that he can help you and journey you with this because you've been born again. You're not left on your own. I exhort you this morning and I pray, Lord God, for those that don't know you, that you would again just come upon them. Let them know that you're with them, Lord. Let them give over. Let them, let them put their faith in you, Jesus. Even if they don't fully understand, let them look at you, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, that they would become born again today. And those of us that have been around for a long time, Lord God, come by your Spirit. Excite us, enthuse us, and reconnect us back to the source from above, Lord. That we can live this life with the joy and contentment that this source brings, this life brings, that Jesus brings, that the Holy Spirit brings. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys.